Weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, and I'm so glad you've joined us here again to hear the continuing story. If you haven't listened to Season 1 yet, well just go back and do that. It's going to be a lot easier than trying to give you a full recap. At the end of season one, we finally saw the four heroes, IT Girl, Graphene, Beninja, and Fish Out of Water, team up to try to stop the power-crazy robot NSE Genesis from destroying Binary Tower. The battle took a huge toll on the team with Amina's mind being erased by the power of the Caduceus, now held by Gwenifer Work. Meanwhile, Beninja lost almost everything. He had no more free-shrunk bananas. His family's wealth and assets had been frozen by the government. And he was even considered a criminal and a terrorist. In the aftermath of the fight, he still managed to rescue his unconscious friends, Fish Out of Water and IT Girl. As Gwenifer Work looked for them on the surface, they snuck into the sewers. But it wasn't too long before she sent her agents to find them. As a word of warning, today's episode contains puns about birds, reckless damage of company property, and superheroes in their underwear. If any of these things make you feel uncomfortable, you need to find a kid immediately and tell them you need help. Meanwhile, for everyone else, get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for Just Us Weirdos. Wonder Undies. Beninja runs into the command station and slides the door shut behind them. The heroes catch their breath. Beninja speaks first. We need a plan. Fish nods. We need an adult. IT Girl pulls off her hoodie, revealing her poof of white hair that seems to glow against the darkness of the Storm Tunnel Command Center. We could really use one who is a good liar. Someone like Bernie, she says. Fish wrinkles his brow. Why do we need a liar? Without the hoodie of her super costume, IT Girl has become the 12-year-old girl Dagny Work, daughter of the woman whose machines are chasing them right now. We're kind of stuck. My mom is one of the richest people in the world, and one of the smartest. And she has a magical relic that makes people believe just about anything she says about superheroes. She points at Beninja. Kirby, your identity is already burned. We need to figure that problem out. And Jules, she says to fish out of water, my mom already knows who you are, secret identity and everything. I don't see how we can get out of this without lies. Beninja, pulling off his mask to become Kirby Kuramoto, sits at a computer terminal. He says, you might be right, but I'm going to see what I can figure out online. Jules Jones, recently dressed as fish out of water, just leans against the wall and rubs his temples. He spots a mini-fridge in the corner and gets out a bottle of water for himself and one for each of his friends. 
Dagny runs through a list of people in her mind who might be able to help them. I might know someone, she says, but it's really a long shot. Kirby, can you amplify my cell phone signal so I can make a call? Kirby squints, thinking about it for a moment, and says, Tell me who you're calling, and I can route it through the network here. Dagny blows out her tension through her teeth. I'd try Amina again, but it'll just go to voicemail. Worse yet, it'd get picked up by binary, and they'll use that to track us. But I have another idea. Can you connect me with the Quadropolis Penitentiary Warden's Office? Jewel's eyes widen a bit. You're calling the city jail? Dagny nods and Kirby helps complete the call. While Dagny talks on the phone, Kirby starts to research options online. Jules lets out a deep sigh. Man, I feel like we're just making this too complicated. I should just call my parents. They will help us out. Kirby chuckles. You're just going to say, guess what, mom and pop? I'm a superhero, and I need help. I hope you're superheroes, too. Fish rolls his eyes. Whatever. They're good people. They would help us out. Kirby keeps on typing, and Dagny motions for a pen and paper. Speaking into the phone, she says, She's seriously out of jail? Yeah, okay. I know you don't think it's a good idea, but can you help me find her? Great, yeah, I just need a number. Yes, I can wait. As Dagny talks on the phone, Kirby keeps researching online. But suddenly, the bottom half of the computer screen blurs. What the heck, Kirby says, and he smacks the side of the monitor. The blurriness on the screen resolves into a binary consolidated logo. A voice emerges from a speaker on the computer. This Joe Dunday Enterprises terminal is now property of binary consolidated. Oh shoot, the ninja says. Binary's taken over my family's tech. He springs up from his seat and starts unplugging computers. This kills Dagny's phone call. Before all the computers turn off, a voice says, Unauthorized personnel detected. Please remain where you are and patiently wait to be detained by authorities. We gotta run, the ninja says. He slides the steel door open, revealing a hunter drone on the other side. Fast, he yells. The friends dodge down the hallway, but a blast from the drone's sticky foot cannon catches Jules in the chest and pins him to the wall. Jules yells, go on without me. Dagny shakes her head. Fat chance, she says, and runs to Jules, dumping her bottled water on his head. As the water cascades down on his body, he reaches deep within himself and imagines an eel. Normally, when fish out of water transforms into a sea creature, his clothes transform with him. Don't ask me why. Some superpowers just care about being tasteful, I guess. But normally, Jules' clothes aren't glued to a wall when he transforms. As he imagines an eel, the muscular preteen transforms, leaving his shirt and pants stuck to the wall. In eel form, he falls to the ground, folds himself in half, and launches himself toward the drone. Sailing through the air like a spear, he catches the drone right in the sticky foot cannon. The drone remains hovering, but Eel Jules rips the cannon right off the machine. Warning, you have damaged binary consolidated property. 
This infraction will be deducted from your binary App Store account. The damaged drone retreats down a tunnel while Jules transforms back into a boy and the kids continue to run away. We need money to get a cab, Kirby says. Jules shakes his head. He stops running for a moment, and his friends do too. They turn to look at him and see him standing in the storm tunnel in nothing but boxer shorts with pictures of Wondar on them. I need clothes, he says. Here, Kirby says, ripping off his Beninja costume. Underneath, Kirby is wearing athletic shorts and a t-shirt that says, Weird but nice. Jules looks at the sweaty brown and yellow suit for a moment, then shrugs and stretches the suit over his body. Kirby is about six inches shorter than Jules and 50 pounds lighter. As Jules gets the suit on, the difference in their size shows. Kirby checks his phone, but it's blank. Between the government and Binary Consolidated, all his technology is effectively being shut down thanks to his grandfather Genesis accidentally merging his mind with a killer robot. It could have happened to anyone. Let me go topside, Dagny says. I'm the safest one to be out in public right now. The friends agree to this plan, and Dagny climbs a nearby ladder to the surface of the city of Quadropolis. Moments later, she calls down into the tunnel. Come out, guys. This is perfect. Jules and Kirby climb to the surface. Kirby in his t-shirt and shorts, and Jules in the too small Beninja costume, climb to the surface. Across the street from them is a comic book shop with superhero costumes prominently displayed in its window. They walk to the shop. Jules, dressed as Beninja, enters first. The clerk looks at him and says, You got a Beninja costume? He's a terrorist. That costume is tasteless. Another clerk in the store laughs and says, Actually, that's valuable. Much better than all these stupid Wondar suits. He gestures to five red and gray suits lining the wall of the shop. Now that Mrs. Work tells us she's always been a fake, these costumes are useless and we won't be able to sell them for anything close to their value. Kirby smiles slyly. Tell you what, we've got a deal for you. This authentic replica Beninja suit could easily fetch a thousand bucks today. But if you give us 500 and throw in three Wondar suits, it's yours. The clerk behind the counter thinks for a moment. 200, he says. I don't think you realize... Sold, Dagny interrupts. The heroes take turns heading into a small bathroom at the back of the shop, each coming out dressed in a Wondar costume even as the shopkeeper stretches the Beninja costume onto a mannequin, and the other employee prints out a wanted poster to hang next to it. Dagny makes another phone call while they wait. Hey Jules, you said your parents would help, Kirby says. I don't want to tell them the truth, but will they protect us even if they don't know why? Jules nods. They're good people, he says. Then let's get a cab and go, Kirby says. He pulls out his phone to hail a cab, but remembers again that none of his technology is working. He looks at Dagny, who is just ending her own phone call. Yes, I understand, she says into her phone. Her lawyer got her out of jail, and now she's free. And she's signed a book deal? That's crazy. But you say she started a new nonprofit company, and you have the number for them. Can you give it to me? 
great. Dagny jots down a few more notes and hangs up, and Kirby explains the plan to go to the Jones house. They use Dagny's phone to hail a cab, and while they ride out of Quadropolis to Majestic Valley, Dagny taps out a text on her phone. I can't tell you who I am right now, but I need your help tricking Binary Consolidated. I know you have done it once before. I will send instructions for contacting me shortly. Elsewhere in Quadropolis. You have a new text message. You have a new text message. You have a new text message. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 1, dear listener. You can find us online at justusweirdos.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast and interact with us. You can also listen to the podcast through your smart speaker. Just say, play Just Us Weirdos podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos podcast. You can also always email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. Thanks to Joe Carnwath, who wrote and performed our original theme music. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used with permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.